Hello everyone, this is Brendan. And I'm Cassandra. And welcome to another episode of The Greatest Covenant, where my wife and I, we take some of our life experiences as being married for over 25 years and being together for almost 30. And we use these experiences to help other couples who may be going through these experiences and let people know how, with the help of God, how we were able to overcome them and just be closer as husband and wife. How has your week been going, hon? It's good. Just, you know, taking it easy, trying to, you know, rest in God and just spend time with him, grow my relationship with him and, you know, work my Mary Kay business and all of that. And somewhere in there, I'm in there, guys. Don't worry. Yes. She finds time for me, too. <laughs> You're in there, too. I devote some time to you. You know, I, you know, I get some time. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yep. So, hon, we have been married for a very long time. Yes, we have. And sorry, I guess very long time was kind of a stretch. We've been married at least we've been married 25 years. We'll be well in today's society. It's a very long time. Yes, yeah, true. Compared to the average marriage these days. Yeah. 25 years is a very long time. <laughs> yeah. Very long time. Let me ask you this. Can you say in our 25 years of marriage and almost 30 years of being together that we still that we truly understand each other? We understand each other better than we did before. We've grown to understand each other in these last 15 years, 10, 10, 15 years, probably since then we did from the time we got married up to our first 10 years of marriage. That's true. We had a lot of growing up to do a lot of uh, realizing, oh, so this is how it's supposed to be done. Okay, so this is why this is how you this is why you're this way. This is why I'm this way. Okay, so basically we spent a lot of time trying to figure out how to make each other tick, so to speak. Yes. Um, trying to figure out the inner thoughts and feelings of each other without making the situation worse. <laughs> yes, I agree with that wholeheartedly. So the reason why I'm asking my wife this question is because we want to talk to you about today about what it means to understand your spouse. Because let's be honest, nine times out of 10, when you what you think you understand about your spouse, you don't. There's a just right. kidding moment as the as the, the, the phrase for the just kidding. So yeah. so when we did this class, we actually I'm sorry, let me rephrase, let me go back. We did this as a class at one of our previous churches when we did a Bible study. And so we use these two books to help us with this class. They're written by a husband and wife team, Shanti and Jeff Felden. Yes. And one book is called For Men Only. Book is called For Women Only. Yep. And the way the book is supposed to be set up is we were supposed to read. We were supposed to give the book to each other because For Men Only is basically a book about the inner thoughts, emotions, feelings, of what the women are feeling. And then the opposite is for the other book. Yes. And the plan was, I think the suggestion by the author was to give each other the book, read it, and then give the book back, read it again, and then sit down and discuss it. Yes. So we kind of did that backwards and that's okay. That's all right. But I wasn't starting my book over because I was deep in mind when you started reading yours. That's true. That's true. Yeah. When my wife gets into a book, you can forget about trying to, can I borrow that to read it? Nope. Might get a dirty look. 
So these are very successful books. We used them on in our class and we had a great time with them. It really yeah. was because a lot of our class, a lot of our couples in our class weren't even married five years. Yeah. Some of them were like literally newlyweds or at least at least a year or two. So we had a great time with the class. It was fun. And we just it was it was not one of those things where they're going to start fighting when they get home. It was more of, oh, aha. a lot of aha moments, a lot of aha moments, even for Cassandra and I, yep. as the as the couple who was there married, they married there the longest in the room, the longest. Yeah. It just opened our eyes to the inner thinking and inner working of each other. And that's what I appreciated about the books. Um, This in no way is is in any form a sponsorship or a paid advertisement. We just love these books. And we think that anybody that is dating, anybody who's engaged to be married, anybody who's married, or if you're a man or a woman, these are good books to read because they did give us a, a lot of aha moments and to really truly be able to understand each other's perspective on their thinking, their emotions, their actions, why they are the way they are. So yeah, these are these are good books, highly recommended. And, you know, yeah, highly recommended. So, you know, they sort of ask the question like so this these would be questions that I would ask the wives in the class. Um what kinds of things do they wish they understood understood about their husband? Or they want to get into their innermost thoughts and find out what they're hesitant to talk about. And so that's sort of what these books delve into. The For women only delve into why sometimes a man won't talk about what he's thinking. Or just because he is thinking does not mean that he's shut down. So I think... Some of the topics, and we're not going to get into a whole bunch of them. There's, you know, we're just going to really use these books as a resource for the next couple of episodes to just sort of give you some thoughts, give you some of our thoughts, and then apply it to our lives and the way that we experienced it. And, you know, just have a good time talking about it because I think it is something that needs to talk about. I agree. I agree. And to piggyback on some of the things my wife said about the aha moments, it wasn't just an aha moment for husband and wife. It was an aha moment for you as a man and as a woman to make you understand, okay, now I understand why she gets irritated when I say this or when I do this. And now she understands why I get irritated when she says this or when she does this. It just makes sense. I mean, the book in a way without going into in my opinion the book in a way is almost like quote unquote maybe maybe not a blueprint on the inner thoughts and workings of a man and a woman not so much a husband and wife just a man and a woman because one thing i like about the book is it didn't it didn't touch a lot on the it it touched on women in general and men in general right not so much husband not so much your husband and your wife but the woman that you are with and the man that you are with that's what I liked about the books very much. Well, and I also like that they, 
Well, at least for me, when I was reading it, though, for women only, it opened my eyes to see some things about myself and how I had put undue expectation on you. And it, you know, it, it was just really an eye opening book for me wholly and solely recommend it for anybody and everybody to read it's a really they're really easy quick reads yes they are they're like i think less than 225 pages so they're quick reads and you don't have to really spend a lot of time reading them and then they also come with if you wanted to do it into like a bible study class there's also bible study workbooks and all of that that are connected to it as well so babe when you hear this statement that men are unromantic what does that mean to you how does it make you feel what are your thoughts on that men are unromantic well one I don't 100% agree with that statement I mean I like to feel that I'm can try to be fully I think I'm pretty romantic. I mean, but there's some people out there that think that men don't know. There's some women out there that think that men don't know how to do romance. Well, I think men know how most men know how to do romance. I think what it is, is that maybe they're afraid to try something not because the the last thing you want to assume, or at least the man wants to go into is thinking, okay, I'm going to do this. Because she's going to like it. She's going to like it. The problem is that maybe they're afraid that when they do it, you're not going to like it. Yeah. The, the wives are not going to like it. Right. You know, maybe I was there. I mean, there are things that I've tried to do to get a, I guess, a romantic rise out of you. I don't know if yeah. that's the right word to use. And there are, and you didn't. And when you didn't give me the response I was wanting. Right. Wives, listen, when you didn't give me the response that I was wanting, I feel like I failed you, even though in your mind, you're like, oh, my gosh, that is the most romantic thing he's ever done. I didn't know he had it in him. Right. But you never told me. Well, (laughs) and I can think of the probably one of the one instances that you're referring to is when we first I think it was our first year of marriage and. It was our first anniversary, I believe. I can't remember. But oh, you bought I, me this ring. Yeah, it was Valentine's ring. Day. And you brought me this ring. And it was a gorgeous ring. And it was very romantic how you, how, you know, how we, ex- you exchanged it, gave it to me or whatever. But the ring wasn't my style. Like, it wasn't my style. Hence, understanding your spouse. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know what I liked. Here I am trying to give the bling and just like wow her. Now, I will tell you this. I will tell you this, uh, guys. Her reaction was her mouth dropped. I remember this. Her mouth dropped. It was wide open. I think, one, it wasn't her style, and I don't think it fit. No, I don't think it did fit. It didn't fit. But but the main thing was it wasn't my style. And, but it was, it was your version of romantic. It was my attempt to let you know that I want to be romantic. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And being romantic isn't always about getting gifts and flowers and all of that. You know, I like the creativity more than just the, okay, we're going to go out and get $75 worth of roses. While that is romantic, and for some women, that's good. And that that's all that they need. But I like the 
creativity of romance. There's so much that you can do to be romantic. And I think you handle it pretty well. I do what I can. And just a little plug. If you go on our website at thegreatestcovenant.com into our reference uh, tab, there is a book, Date Night on yes. a Dime or something like that. Yep, I believe that's Date what it's called. Date Night on a Dime. Yep. And some of them are actually pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. And some of them, I don't think we've done any of those. So I'm sorry out there. I have, we haven't tried them. So I'll have to make that a point to do that now. Yeah. Just so we can uh, reference it back and say we tried one of those and it was how romantic it was. Because believe it or not, husbands, we try our best to, to, we try our best to, 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 to be romantic with you or towards you. I can't think of the word right now. I'm, I'm drawing a blank. I need to eat <laughs> because we, because one, we want to make sure that you know that we love you very much. Yes. We want you to know that we are still attracted to you, that so you, so you had three kids. You're still as beautiful to me as if you had none. Yeah. And we try to do those things. And sometimes us husbands, because we're, you know, one way thinkers versus you're like we're the we're the we're the one road thinker straightforward one road thinker versus the windy road windy road thinking right right because we don't we don't we don't know what it is yet yes and i think it's important that wives tell us tell us what you want even if, even if you feel, and, and some wives have this thing, and maybe you can elaborate on that, honey, but some wives have this thing, of, well, he should know what I want. No. Well, <laughs> it's not, when it comes to romance, it's not anything that I want. I mean, I want to be romanced, but in my mind, I shouldn't have to tell you how to romance me. You should be able to come up with an idea or something to be able to romance me. I'm losing this battle, guys. I'm trying. I'm trying here. I'm trying. I'm losing this battle. Losing this battle. I mean, that's just me. Again. But there's nothing wrong with dropping a hint. Okay. So, okay. Let me rephrase that. Maybe maybe just flat out telling us, but maybe like in some subtle way. Come on now. You have a subtle way of letting me know when there's something that you think is nice or something that you think is cute or something that you think you want to try. Maybe if you see it on a commercial or you got it. There's a subtle way. I mean. But. If you're with somebody for multiple number of years, you should know how to romance them. As I do recall, the subject of today's episode is understanding your spouse. <laughs> well, you if, I, if, I under, if I understood how my spouse, to romance if me. I understood my spouse, <laughs> there'll be no if husbands. Let's 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 just go there. If we understood our spouse, there'll be no point in you listening to this podcast. Well, <laughs> and you know. That's where, again, I go back to the creativity of the romance. Yes, I agree. I think we, 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 I, have, know, a, we, have, a, we have a one-way thinking. So sometimes buying the $75 worth of flowers, we feel in our minds should be enough or just a, or something like that. And for some, wi- and for some for wives... For some wives, that's good. That's but a, I'm a, not that wife. Yes, we I, know. <laughs> you know, I could care less. Listen, didn't, you, didn't we just buy... We bought... A dozen oh, white let me, roses. Oh, let me tell this story for let Valentine's me, let me, Day. Let me tell y'all what happened. So Valentine's Day. I know my wife is. That's one thing I understand. My wife. She's not a flower person. No, it's it, it's not. Dirt, we do not have to have fresh roses in the house every week. Nope. Or even fresh flowers because they die. Green gr- green thumb. She has not. No. <laughs> but uh, but so we went to we went to the store 
I believe on Valentine's Day, I think we're going to on over there for we went to the store on Valentine's Day. It was Valentine's Day because it was a Sunday. It was on, it was a Sunday. I think we were gonna try and have a nice dinner or something yeah. together, or whatever. And we walk in the store and she stops and she stops at the flowers. Now, mind you, my wife does not do flowers. I, I don't. But for some strange reason, I she wanted had flowers. to have flowers a day. And I'm like, had I known that, I would have surprised you with flowers. But I didn't want to be surprised. I just wanted to have some flowers on the table. Now, I the reason why I am not a flower person. So, again, we bought the cheapest flowers. Yeah, we did. I did not spend any crazy money. Because my thing is, if I'm going to spend that kind of money on some flowers, they better live for at least a half a month. Like, Real talk, because some of the prices that I was seeing, 65, 75, 105. Oh, no, (laughs) we know. So I knew that it was Valentine's Day. We weren't going out to dinner because if you listen to our date night podcast, you know, I dropped the ball. But anyways, we... So I just wanted to have some flowers on the desk and the on the table. And the reason why is because my daughter had bought herself some flowers and they were absolutely beautiful. They weren't like anything fancy or special. And they lived, gosh, probably about 10, 12 days. Yeah, they did. And so our roses, not so long. My my roses lasted three days. (laughs) And that was with the powder stuff in the water. Three days. <laughs> now, had I spent $65, I would have been heated. But I didn't spend that much. So, you know, flowers are not my, they're not my jam. Sorry. Nope. And then, as far as the continuation of husbands trying to be a little more creative with the romance, um, you know, some husbands think that getting their, getting their wife's chocolates or yeah. some type of candy. Okay, well, that's a fail for me because my wife is allergic to chocolate. Yep. So that's a fail for me. And I've yet to find a heart-shaped box of caramels. <laughs> yeah. So that's a fail for me. And then, you know, getting her some some nice, beautiful type of dessert doesn't work for me because some of those come with nuts and things like that. She's allergic to nuts. So I can't just... It just wouldn't seem romantic to just show up with a Walmart cheesecake. <laughs> it's a happy Valentine's Day. It just didn't now seem a cheesecake romantic. factory cheesecake. Then we talking some real good game right there. Yes. Okay. Note to self for next Valentine's Dolce Day. Dolce de Got it. <laughs> so I think I do agree, husbands. We need to try to be a little more creative. And I try. I try every time I do one romancer. I try to be as creative as I can. But sometimes, depending on how we are financially, the best I can do. Is a nice juicy steak. Even if we like, we schedule a time to sit down and watch a movie. Sitting down here on the couch next to him—that's romantic to me. And see, now that's one thing I do understand about my wife. So that I think that's probably one reason why it's hard to go all out. I'm not afraid to go all out, but sometimes it's hard because I know she has simple needs as far as the romantic department. I <laughs> to her, her love language is time. Yep, that's I don't it. need all the fixings and nope. bobbles and all that that and to even me if she's in the, just, right even if it's you're a in waste the same, of money it is <laughs> even <laughs> if you're in the same room with me like we work i work from home in my office in the dining room 
and she goes into the living room sometimes and watches TV. To her, just being in the same room with me, guess to her that's romantic or just yep. just want to be near me. You know, so my wife my wife has simple needs as far as the romantic department, but I do my best to go all out. You know, I I I I have to. I have he to does. Her, I have to let her know that at some point she is very very special to me. But and even when he goes all out, it's not like the super fancy stuff. I think it was my last birthday. He now he did spoil me and not in the way that people think, not with jewelry because you know jewelry is just too expensive. But I do like jewelry. Don't get it twisted. But he bought me some tennis shoes. I did, didn't I? To me, that but then he also had some really nice stuff. So he that was a really good birthday. But he did that for me because he knew I needed it, but he also wanted he also wanted me to have something that was supportive to me because I have back issues. And so that to me was romantic. I know it's weird. But that to me, I mean, I just I have very simple tastes and I don't need all the fanciness. Now, you know what? there's nothing wrong with the fanciness. I don't think that's weird. It's good every now and then to have some fanciness. Yeah, I don't think that's weird. Wives, hit us up on our website. How many of you have those kind of get excited over little things like that? Something, you know, someone, someone else get excited because you put the laundry in the wash. Yeah. I mean, my wife looks at me like, are you putting the laundry in the wash? Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's 100%. No, there's no excitement there other Not than getting me to get up and go do it. Yep. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, we all have some women prefer the big jewelry, big mm-hmm. everything, you know, and some women are happy because you came home. Yeah. <laughs> so husbands, but I do think husbands, we should try our best to try to, you know, every, you know, maybe not every birthday or not every Valentine's Day, try our best to. Do something a little outrageous. And not just on special days either. Just yeah, do it just right. for the, the Just do it because it's Tuesday. It. Right. Right. Because it's Tuesday. Because right. it's Tuesday. <laughs> I mean. Right. It's that simple. Husbands, I'm going to tell you right now. Learn to cook. Learn to cook. Yeah. Learn to cook. Yep. Cooking is not a sandwich. Nope. Learn to cook. Learn to cook. <laughs> I agree. I'm very grateful that my mother taught me how to cook. So I and it's not because we're saying that just because, you know, it, it's a role reversal thing or something. Like, for me, when my husband cooks, I think it's romantic. I think it's, maybe romantic is not the right word, but it t- it shows me that he is thinking of me and not how I need to best fulfill his needs. He's thinking of my needs. And to me, that's romantic. So Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that. So, do do you have something to ask me? I do, actually. Thank you. Thank you. I was just about to get into that. Go ahead. (laughs) So, sometimes, husbands, we have to ask ourselves this one question. How do our wives' brain work? How? Sometimes we have no clue. And let's just be honest. We have no clue because of the way that their minds think. Like I said before, we as as men, we have a one-track mind. And so to speak, a one way, one track, one way, we have a thought, A to B. Our wives, if not most women, have an A, A1, A2, A3, yeah. A4, A5, A6, B2, B4, you know, <laughs> before they get, before they get, before they actually get to B, there's A through 
A through A1, A2, A10. And you know, we know what's in every compartment. Right. And that's even more headache. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say that. You know, sometimes we're trying to figure out, you know, like when you say to me, my wife's favorite word when she's trying to get me to like, I don't know, stop talking is babe. Yep. Babe. Babe. Sometimes I wonder if my name is actually babe and not Brendan. Because that should tell you how often she tells me that to say babe. And sometimes the way, just like if, just like if you have a wife that goes, oh, honey, oh, honey, that's a way of saying, Mm-mm. no, Jesus, no. Or it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Right. Oh, let's not even go there. <laughs> or I'm okay. I'm okay. No, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that I ask you, how you doing, baby? Fine. Yeah. Your tone right there, the yes. way you said it, you emphasize the F. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fine. <laughs> the way you emphasize the F tells me you're not fine and I should be worried. Yes. Maybe even sleep with one eye open. So, honey, what do you think of when someone says or if you no, know, if someone says that, you know, that she's impossible or you're impossible to figure out as a woman? What do you what do you give? What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think. And not to get all deep and in all of that. Which means she's about to. No, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna keep it reined in. But I think you know God makes us. We are all our own individual person. He also created man and woman. Man, they have their own ways of thinking, their own thought processes. Women have their own way of thinking their own thought processes and how they go about life how they approach things and so how just like with the example that you gave about us having all of these different compartments and different things to try to you know get from point a to point z that's just how our minds are wired and even though you may not understand our way and our mind, our thought process, doesn't mean that we don't understand. And then... I think that statement goes both ways, though. Well, yeah. And we actually are going to be talking about this a little bit yep. in yeah, an upcoming podcast. Upcoming podcast, right. But I think women are not impossible to figure out. You just... I guess we, you know... We're very impassioned beings. Like sometimes I'm I'm very impassioned about something that is very, very important to me. And so, you know, my thinking may not be like yours, but it, I do have logic behind my thinking. <laughs> like I really like there is a logical reason why I am thinking this way. Now, Could you let a brother know next time? <laughs> <laughs> now. You know, I'm a very strong, capable black woman. And so sometimes that can be interpreted wrong. But if you sit down and have a conversation with me, you'll see that I'm not very impossible. I am very easy to get to know, easy to talk to, hopefully fun to be around. My kids may not say that we're fun to be around, but I think we are. I think we're pretty cool parents. I think we're the coolest parents they've ever met. So, you know, <laughs> just saying. But behind every decision that I make, every thought that I have, every choice that I am given, there's always going to be logic behind whatever I do. So what you may see see as impossible, I see as logical. Mission impossible. <laughs> 
Yes. <laughs> so that was a very re- reined in. It was very reined in because I have so many different thoughts on that, but <laughs> I just don't think we have the time. I mean, there was some logic behind that. I mean, I'm just saying you 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 nailed it. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully the wives out there will understand what she's what she's talking about. But let's just be honest. I mean, God created us differently. He really did. He got he created us to become one, but not without its challenges. Yes. And we have to remember that um, we we met and we always say like the whole like in the movie, Jerry Maguire, he was talking about, you know, you complete me. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about that. Think about how you are husband or wife as a person. And then think about the, the space, the emotional space. I'm going to say emotional, the emotional space that your spouse fills. Yeah. So, for instance, I am I'm pretty laid back. I'm a pretty laid back person. Okay, why you say it like that? Because you like, are. No, you, you, you said it like yes, in the name of Jesus, yes. I mean, like you are. So I'm pretty. I'm pretty laid back. You don't have to really catch me on the wrong day or really say something to get me not laid back. Yes. Um, my wife, she's always got mama bear claws on. Yes. Always. I mean. It, no matter what she's she's ready now i have yet to see her actually in a fight <laughs> no because i don't need to get physical ain't nobody got time for all that but but, but at the same you, time she 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 knows how to cut you verbally Let's yes that way. and i you know what's mine and you're mine my kids are mine i'm gonna co- go through blank or high water to make sure it's protected that's it point blank period and i we've been through too much for it not to be that way and the older that i get you know i i find myself surprising myself that i continually come out of my shell in ways that i never thought that i would because for those who don't know my wife is like third level fifth level introvert yeah yes (laughs) i mean yeah you know you wouldn't you wouldn't in looking at me and my personality, you would never expect me to be a senior event manager at a hotel that I'm managing events with three, four hundred people. That just is not in my personality. Nope. That is not in my wheelhouse. But I had to learn to be that extroverted person in those situations. Well, she did that because she stayed with me. And that. I mean, I really like... There's a there's a confidence that my husband gives me in that area because he's so confident with his extrovertness that he don't know how to be introvert sometimes. He is he is 90% extrovert, maybe 10% introvert. So That's true. Yeah. I, I would say that. And it's the flip for me. And we complete each other because we do. When, when I say that about completing each other because her introvertedness but at the same time, has her ready to step up. Yes. And my laid backness, but at the same time, my extrovertness, giving her, opening up doors for her to be sociable as well. Yeah. It kind of, it, it does, it does complement each other. It, yeah. it does complement us. And so we're, we're, I, you know, there are times it's like, you know what, when, when I'm trying to deal with something, you know what, let me put my wife on the phone. I'll give her, yeah. I'll give her 30 minutes and the, the issue has been resolved. And it's all worked out. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for 
So, no. I need permission to speak to your wife. You have it. Right. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, because I don't ever want to feel like, as a human, that I'm not valued. As your wife, I'm not valued. You as my husband, I don't want you to ever feel like you're not valued. As a man, you're not valued. Because God created us with value. Correct. Yes, Lord. He created us with confidence and vision and authority. And so we, as individuals and spouses, we have to walk into that every day with, you know, the God-given power that he gave us. So, and I like, because you used to say this all the time, you know, in Genesis, how it talks about, you know, Adam was created from the du- the dust and Eve was created from his rib and all of that. And you used to all you used to always tell me that I am your rib because we fit together so well. So, you know, with all that we've learned in our 25, almost 26 years of marriage, it has taken us a long time to be able to understand each other. Now, we're going to be in upcoming upcoming episodes. (laughs) We are going to be talking about how men think and how a woman's brain works. Is that right? Yeah, the the upcoming episodes, the well, the the one we're going to do next is going to be talking about how they think, how we how we think, why our minds, why do we think the way we think, and how can how what 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 do we need to understand? when we're thinking this way, basically. And then we're going to get into how men are designed to be providers and provide for their family, and then women want. Basically, it's going to be about um, when we're thinking about when we're thinking about that. being provider and provided. Yeah. yeah, how we're thinking and why we think this way and why it's important to, to allow us. Yeah, to think this way. Yeah. So, but I mean, we and and again, these are some of the things that we talked about when we used the books. Yeah. Um, it really gave us a chance to actually do some good lessons for our class. Yeah. And so. Um, we are we are very excited about doing these. Very excited, as you can see, already we're having fun with this. We really yes. are because, and we want you to have fun with this as well. We want you. Hopefully, when you listen to our podcast, especially with these episodes about understanding your spouse and some of the subjects we talk about, it will open up dialogue between you and your spouse. Yes, and that's what we want. Yep, we want you to communicate. Yes. Um, if you haven't listened to our, one of our previous podcasts, is on our website about communication. Communication is key. Yes very key and we want you to have a chance to talk to each other to understand why your husband does what he does and why your wife does what she does and decides to go five different directions before she finally reaches the end of what she's supposed to be doing (laughs) right (laughs) yes i mean we could do this all day all day (laughs) this was fun honey yeah this was was fun so but this is just an intro so we didn't really this so it may not so this podcast may not episode may not be as long as this is just an intro into it yeah um and we just wanted you all to know that what we're doing here trust me we have we have been through some of these things we yes. have tried to understand each other so many different ways even now with our with some of the things that are happening new in our life we're still trying to understand 
what's going on and how each one of us are thinking. But with the help of God and and us not giving up on each other, we were able to we're able to understand and make put the effort in to understand each other more. Yes. Now, mind you, my wife still I think I got her. Just kidding. Oh, you thought I was you thought that I'm like this all the time. No, no. And I, you know, also (laughs) sometimes uh, you know, you've been married for a number of years or you've been dating or whatever. You may end up going back into old habits and you might have to like reprogram your thinking mm-hmm. so that you're back in sync with your significant other. Because so. as life changes, like my wife said, as life changes, like I said, my wife is dealing with lupus. So she's yep. got a lot of ailments. She's on all these different kinds of medications. And now I have to understand when she tells me she's tired and when she's sleepy or when she's not eating right. Or I have to be able to understand her feelings on that and be sympathetic. And and sympathetic is the right word I'm losing or is it apathetic? Eh, Empathetic. Empathetic. Okay. So I have Have basically, basically I have to have some, some, some deeper understanding of what she's going through because I'm not feeling what she's feeling. I have no idea the type of pain she's going through right now. I have to be able to, uh, to reach, reach down and understand why she's thinking this way, why she's logically putting things in place, why she's doing this and doing that. You know, even now with her because, and because of her illness, she, she made the decision to quit working because it was, it would, she would not be able to work because of the type of lupus she has going through this pandemic. It would not be healthy for her to be around a lot of people. Yeah. So now we're dealing with the financial situation with that. So now again, She's going to go through all those emotions about it. And I'm trying to help her through that as well. And I think we've been together long enough that he understands my emotional thinking, you know, just really quick before we end. He so mm, maybe it was last Friday during our devotional time, you know, the the weight of everything, me not having a job, us not having any money, wondering how we're going to pay this or how we're going to do that. I mean, it was weighing on me heavy. And my husband knows that I have to, I tend to want to be in control of everything because that's where I'm safe. That's where I, you know, if I can control what's going on in my world, I know everything is going to be good. Well, since this pandemic has happened, Nothing has been in control. Nothing has been safe. My life has been an upheaval. And so, you know, I've been going through these emotions because of, you know, having lupus and having less finances and, you know, my business not really my business being my business. Let's just leave it at that. And so he gave me an assignment you know, because he, you know, God is such a an awesome God because I don't know what I was expecting when I was telling him this and I'm crying and, you know, giving him my soul. But my husband understood what I needed. God, number one, under, understood. And then he gave my husband the words to say to me and he got a little angry, but not at me. I don't think just at the situation. Angry? Not angry, but frustrated. Frustrated is a better word. So anyways, anyways, but he gave me 
an assignment. My husband gave me an assignment and he said, I want you to write out all of your life experiences and go back as far as you want to. And I want you to write out everything that you are holding on to that you feel like you have had in your control. And now you need to start letting some stuff go to be able to try to find freedom. And again, that's because my husband understood where I was at, what I was going through, and he knew how being the vessel that God needed to minister to me. And I think I now understand what you mean by the frustration part. Yeah. I was frustrated because what she said to me was, it's my fault. Her getting sick, her choosing to have to, her not choosing, but well, I guess in a way she chose to based on her sickness to um, finally resign from her job. First she was furloughed, but then she decided to resign. And then... The fact that our financial situation, because, you know, I'm not afraid to say this. My wife was the breadwinner. Mm-hmm. You know, don't worry. I got a job. Yes, he does. <laughs> I, I am employed. But. He provides. Yes. <laughs> but my wife was the breadwinner and which took a significant hit and a, a significant hit on our income. And she was saying to herself, it's my fault. Yes. This is my fault. And I know it's my fault. And I think part of my frustration was the fact that she was taking the blame. And I had to tell her, you are taking the blame for something that you had no control over. Yes. You getting furloughed. Uh, granted, now she worked for a hotel. So we all know during the pandemic what happened to the ho- most of the hotel industries, yep. especially if you work in a hotel. Wiped out. Uh, so, again, not her fault. The fact that she caught lupus, not her fault. She could have caught lupus while working at the hotel it's you know so i didn't catch it well it's caught it or diagnosed or something that that finally flared up with lupus right right sorry i'm caught seems like it was like i caught a cold like she caught a cold no nothing like that uh so but that was my frustration so it just i don't and i can only say it was god when god just told me to tell her to write out all the things that she feels is her fault all the things she's holding on to all the things that she feels is weighing her down or got her to the point where she's feeling this way. The, and the reason why I told her to do that is because she, we need to, because I, I can almost guarantee you there are some things that we have not talked about. Yeah. Even in, even in some of the things that's happened between us as husband and wife, that almost got us to the brink of divorce. Yeah. That she has not talked about. She held it in, thought it was her fault and moved on. And I even told her, I said, once we talk about it, if you get to the point that you need to scream, yell, or just some pent up anger you haven't gotten rid of, I'm ready to listen. Because if this is going to give her the freedom that she needs, that she can be happy again, find happiness again, then this is what needs to happen. Let's just say the assignment is ongoing. <laughs> I think I'm up to page seven. Page seven of computerized pages. Yeah. Word document pages. Word page doc seven. pages. So it's it's going to be a long conversation. (laughs) It's been very eye opening for me. And, you know, I I'm trusting God in this process. And so, again, us having an understanding of each other and knowing what we need at what each other needs at a given time is so important for a relationship to thrive and survive. So that's all I got, babe. Yeah, that's all I got to. That's all I got to. This was fun. This was and fun. And I really do pray that you tune in to our next couple of episodes 
I think you're going to enjoy those too. Yep. So let me do a quick prayer and then say goodbye. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for just another time that we have to share with our brothers and sisters in Christ. And even those who are not brothers and sisters in Christ, but are willing to listen to us. We thank you, Lord, for those ears. We thank you, Lord, for the hearts that are willing to listen to what we have to say. Lord, we just thank you now for what the gift that you've given us and this opportunity to speak to those who need to hear uh, what we are trying to portray uh, through your through your wisdom, Lord. Father, we love you so much for this day. Amen. We all have a great rest of your day now. <laughs>